Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Welcome everyone to episode 157 of the NBA podcast. We are still in day one of free agency and frankly we didn't think we'd be recording this episode but LeBron James has already made his decision. He is going to the Los Angeles Lakers. No surprise. The big surprise is that it's on a four-year $154 million deal. So we're going to break down what that means for the Lakers, what that means for the rest of the league, what it means for the likelihood of a Kawhi Leonard trade, all of that and more. Before we get underway, please just a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. We're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at Almighty Casts. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's it's late or very early depending on how you decide to to look at it brian it's almost five in the morning yeah so there we go and and news are still ticking in and and uh yeah you you know you gotta work the grind right right this is this is the time of year where i feel so bad for anyone any of the european basketball fans because when shit like this happens and lebron james announces his decision at 7 30 central time on a sunday night it just means none of you guys are going to get to sleep for a while. Like, pouring one out for our buddy Mark Deeks right now, who, after oh, yeah. writing a 400,000-word manifesto earlier this week, or finishing it, Lord knows he's going to be pulling another all-nighter. So, our thoughts yeah, and prayers let's, are Let's not you. pour too much out for Mark, because at least he's one hour closer to you than I am. Oh, there so, you go. Okay. Well, yeah. 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 But, Thoughts out go out to all of our European listeners out there. Thank you for sticking with us and pulling an all-nighter or checking us out early the next morning. So, Mort, let's let's get right into the big news of the day, obviously. LeBron James officially going to the Lakers. That shouldn't really come as any surprise. I mean, if you were like the tea leaves have been pointing in this direction for frankly for weeks now. Um, I think the big surprise is that it's a four-year deal, and, and I believe I saw that it doesn't have an opt-out. It's a straight four-year max deal. So he's more or less committing the rest of his, uh, you know, whatever's left of his prime, and then he's he's going to be in the twilight of his career before he becomes a free agent again. He is committed to the Lakers. Are you surprised he locked in for that long? And here I thought the big surprise was Denmark being basically thrown out of the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, no. um, shout out to Casper Schmeichel, by the way. Um, yes. I have actually seen that there was an option. There is an option on oh. the fourth year. 
So we may have conflicting reports. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. But either way, if even if there is, like, you still get three guaranteed year out, years out of him. Mm-hmm. That's like that's still longer than we anticipated. Like LeBron yeah. has been doing the whole one plus one for a long while. Like this is commitment, absolutely, and it changes the perception of what the Lakers are going to do next year. Mm-hmm. For I mean, we, we can talk about LeBron. Uh, assembling his squad right now, like Kentavious Caldwell Pope signed a, another one-year deal yep. with the Lakers worth uh, twelve million. Mm-hmm. That's no coincidence that it's a one-year deal because right. it allows the Lakers next year to go out on the free agency market. Like maybe Kawhi Leonard is available next season. You know he might be if he's not getting traded to the Lakers this summer. Right. So they keep themselves, you know, cap flexible for twenty nineteen, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting. And they know that they have LeBron in hand, so to speak, which has to be such a huge um, argument, really, for negotiating with potential free agents. Right. It's like what we were discussing. I mean, this is the same discussion we had about Paul George last night and how now the Lakers can go ahead and when they're pursuing free agents those free agents can come and sign two, three, four-year deals with the knowledge that LeBron James will be there rather than living with, you know, if he was on a one plus one, you're living with the uncertainty of what's going to happen next summer. Am I committing a four-year deal to a franchise that's going to go, you know, from, I don't know if they're going to be championship contenders, but, you know, playoff contention, top four seed, back down to a potential lottery team if and when LeBron leaves. Now... You don't have to worry about that as much. So it, it's a much easier pitch for Magic Johnson and company to go out and sign these guys. And you're right. I mean, the the one-year deal, I don't think we're going to see a single Lakers player sign more than a one-year deal after LeBron. Like, I think they are going to clear their cap out for next summer because, as you said, Kawhi Leonard, if they don't trade for him this year, is going to be a free agent next year. Reports after LeBron signed, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, quickly reported that trade talks have basically stalled between the Spurs and the Lakers, but he's made it very clear he still wants to go to L.A. I mean, it seems like a Paul George situation could happen where, you know, Boston trades for him or Philly trades for him and convinces him to resign. But right now we have to operate under the assumption that Kawhi Leonard is going to sign with the Lakers in 2019. So you have to work with that framework in mind and realize, like, you know, they're, they're going to, they overpaid KCP again on this one-year deal, which is fine. Like, they need, they had no way to pr- replace what he could provide, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you, we haven't heard what's going to happen with Brooke Lopez, but in all likelihood, they're going to re-sign him. They have his non-bird rights, so they can sign, sign him to a contract uh, that's worth 120% at most of what he earned last year. He earned $22 million last year, so they could give him I mean, they could really overpay him if they want, but they're all, you know, most likely going to find terms that keep him around on a one-year deal. It's going to look, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it pushes eight figures, um, but in all likelihood, they're going to keep him around. You got to figure they're going to re-sign Julius Randle, and they also apparently have agreed to terms to Lance Stevenson, which is just hilarious for so many different reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not see that one coming. 
No. Like he's, if some if someone on Twitter had said LeBron is going to sign with the Lakers and a couple hours later Lane Stevenson is going to join him, you know, everyone would have called him an asshole because right. <laughs> yeah, I would have believed one That's of those two happen. things. But yeah, chief, right. well, it's like LeBron James' chief antagonist is now going to be his teammate, which is hilarious. And you got to wonder how Paul George feels about that, especially you know, it seems like there's some mm. there's still some loyalty between. George and Stevenson, so I can imagine George is none too pleased right now with what's transpired over the past six hours or so. Um, you know, more, we had this conversation weeks ago when we were discussing the free agent landing spots and all of his potential options, but now that we're starting to see this Lakers team come together, again, let's assume, basically let's assume they re-sign everyone from last year, plus LeBron, right. plus Lance Stevenson, I think at that point, they're if they have any cap space, it's going to be negligible because they're using the room exception on uh, Lance, it seems. So they're most likely going to be limited to veteran uh, minimum exceptions. So there was a report earlier that Nerlens Noel is considering them. He's also a clutch sports. Uh, he's represented by clutch sports, just like LeBron and KCP. So he's considering yep. them, the Thunder, and the Wizards, and the Pelicans are trying to swoop in as well, which is interesting. Could be a Boogie backup plan, but basically Boogie, it seems like that's not going to happen in the Lakers now. They just don't have the cap space for him. So where do you see this Lakers team stacking up, assuming they do not trade for Kawhi Leonard? How do you see them matching up in the West? Like where, what, you know, they're not the Warriors, obviously, but are they in that next tier with Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City, Denver, or are they? Is that know, assuming they get Nerlens? Uh, either way, I mean, I don't think Nerlens moves the needle that much for them. No, no, not maybe not that much, but I I do believe that Noel has the overall grasp of game that that could move the needle. Like he's a great defensive player when he's motivated. Yeah, and he was. I mean, he did show some potential as an offensive player. Mm-hmm. And if he comes in with the right mindset, right. then he could become a difference maker. Um, but but yeah, they're in that next tier. They're not on the Golden State tier. I will say this. I don't think we should be so quick to point at Houston and go, oh, they're still in the Golden State tier. I agree. Losing Trevor Ariza was just so, so huge. So maybe yeah. you have Golden State at number one, and then you have like 2A and 2B, which is Houston and, and L.A. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that Houston now fall, like, they were right, they were in their own tier with Golden State, they now fall back to the pack, because Ariza's mm-hmm. a big loss. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Luke Mbamute either, he still has not signed anywhere, oh, yeah. but, like, someone could try to steal him away with a taxpayer mid-level exception, I forget, who suggested it? Someone came up with a diabolical idea. I think it was James Herbert of CBS Sports, and I apologize if I'm misattributing it, but someone came up with the idea of the Warriors should go after him with the taxpayer MLE, which is both brilliant and evil. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get better and your, your chief rival gets worse, or your chief threat gets worse, I should say. Um, which is the entire point. Right, yeah. And, I, I mean, now... Clint Capella, you have to assume he's going back to the Rockets, whether it's on a long-term deal or when you're qualifying offer, because he has no leverage now. I guess Atlanta could make a play for him, but 
the Lakers were one of the few spots, now that Dallas has a center, that the Lakers are one of the few spots he could milk for leverage. Um, yeah, I mean, I was so, I DM'd you earlier today, and I was so ready to test out this hot take. And I still, I still think there's a world in which it's true, but probably not now. You know, I'm, I'm assuming the Lakers are going to get some pretty good ring Yeah, chasers. you were very ambitious. I'm not saying it's go- it would have happened or it's going to happen, but I do think there's a world if OKC could convince Carmelo to come off the bench, and I understand that, that is a gigantic hypothetical because at the end of the season last year, he you know he said he's not going to do it. For all we know, they're going to waive him just to get out. I think it's like an $80 million savings, basically, when you factor in luxury tax payments, too. So they might mm-hmm. just buy him out. But if they could get him to come off the bench and agree to fill that role and you put Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup, I don't think it's totally impossible that OKC was the second best team in the West before this LeBron signing. I still think they're going to be in that top four range. But now, like suddenly that top four tier is getting pretty crowded with Houston, the Lakers, OKC. I'd throw Denver in there. I'd throw Utah in there. You know, that's five San Antonio? Teams. Yeah. Depend- I mean... You have to depending assume, on what happens, right? You gotta. They're gonna. I guess Stephen A. Smith recent or just reported that if the Spurs don't trade Kawhi, he may be willing to sit out the entire season. So yeah, I don't believe that. No. I don't believe that for one second. He's no. just missed an entire year. That would be career suicide. I don't believe that for one one bloody second. Yeah, and you gotta figure they'll come. They'll make a trade between now and the start of the season. So either way, they'll get players picks prospects back so yeah i mean the spurs will, you're right they'll be right in there too so that's like we've already got the whole effing west playoff bracket filled out we haven't even mentioned memphis portland new orleans dallas maybe the clippers maybe like we said it last night the west is gonna be we we thought the west was a bloodbath last year <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it just got so much worse and, and is this where I should reiterate what I mentioned earlier about the Western Conference also getting the best three draft picks? Mm. Yep. I mean, yep. look, this we are looking at a potential problem here if we don't fix the, how the whole league is, is put together. Mm. Playoff seating should just be 1-16. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter with which conference. I mean, clearly... The Eastern Conference now is, is, to borrow a term here, light years behind <laughs> from yeah. from the Western Conference, and and it, it, the balance is just so overpowering in in favor of the West. This, look, the Chicago Bulls could make the playoffs this season. <laughs> this is I, where we're at. Yeah, and that's uh, that was going to be my next point. Is like the Lakers are obviously the big winners of the night. But the other big winners yeah. of the night are every other Eastern Conference team that no longer has to run into LeBron James, who has made eight straight finals, who has knocked every single potential threat to him out for nearly a decade. Oh, the Raptors, they they must, must feel so much more confident rolling back that same roster now. But, like, do they feel bad about firing Dwayne Casey now? They probably should, yeah. They yeah. probably should. Yeah. But, I mean, this this was why that was just such a weird thing to me. Because they knew, like, everyone knew 
LeBron mm-hmm. was probably going to leave by then. Mm-hmm. Why not just wait it out and have your you know your ghost of Christmas present just not be there anymore? Yeah, I mean, I guess if if your point if you're the Raptors and you just said like we can't run back the same core again because Boston is still looming, Philly's on the rise, Indiana could be on the rise, Milwaukee with competent leadership could be on the rise. Like, I guess there's still the point where you need to shake it up just for the sense of trying something fresh. Uh, But yeah, I mean, like the Raptors should be feeling pretty damn good about themselves right now. They have a real chance to get to uh, not only, I mean, (laughs) not the, the finals are probably a stretch, but they they have a chance to get to the conference yeah. finals at least. Um, and that like that's the thing with the, I, the the Celtics. Like if you're out there, go put money on the Celtics making it to the finals. There is no more stone cold lock in the league. I would bet more money on the Celtics making the finals than I would the Warriors making the finals right now. Yep, me too, me too. And it's you know absolutely. It's, it's no disrespect to the Warriors who are obviously the best team in the league three-time champion in the last four years but again look at what they have to get through to get to the finals like every round of the western conference playoffs is going to be a bloodbath whereas as you said the celtics might be able to draw the chicago bulls in the first round or like you know yeah because the Cavs are dead the knicks are going to be dead because you know christophs is probably going to miss most if not all the season i like you know the hornets One's going to assume they're going to start blowing their team up. The Hawks aren't going to be competitive this year. Um, it, the Magic are not going to be competitive this year. Like, that's five teams already. They aren't, aren't, aren't even trying to win. So like, Oh, Brian, we have, a, we have a signing. Oh, do we? Oh, I think I just saw it, too. Yeah, yeah Alfred Payton is going to the Pelicans. Oh, does that mean Rondo's gone? It might. That's interesting. I mean, and and then you replace Rondo with another like all around guy who can't shoot. Yeah. Oh wait. Like their statistic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just two (laughs) two former Sixers right next to each other in Drew Holiday and Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton being a former Sixer for like ten minutes, but still counts. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Huh. Well, there you go. The West, yeah. the West gets even stronger, I guess. Um, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, back to the East. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics, the Celtics should be elated right now, just because they they got rid of their chief threat. They're all but certain to go to the finals. The Sixers, I think, there's obviously. You're bummed because you had the meeting with LeBron and it turned out to just be a bullshit meeting. Like, he had his mind made up days, if not weeks ago. So, on one hand, you're happy to have gotten the meeting for optics' sake. And now, next year, you can at least, like, you know, you're going to have a max spot. You're going to be able to say whatever LeBron... LeBron took our meeting, so you have to take our meeting, too. I guess that's the logic behind the, the optics argument, at least. But... Obviously, you you would like to have signed LeBron. I, I guess it's better that he, if he wasn't going to sign with you, it's better that he went to the Lakers and went back to the Cavaliers because now, like the Celtics, the Sixers have a very clear path to the conference finals. You got mm. the Raptors are their the one major threat, and again, you can make an argument for the Pacers, the Bucks, the Wizards, but 
having to go through that versus going through LeBron in the second round, there's a clear choice, and the Sixers came out on the right side of it. Yep. And, I mean, th- this is actually pretty interesting when you look at it. We, we agree that the finals usually is just such a shit show compared to <laughs> the Western Conference finals. Right. So looking at how much the Golden State Warriors have to go through in the Western Conference now, mm-hmm. like, are they going to be so tired when they make the finals that a team like Boston, who could somewhat easily, theoretically at least, breeze through the Eastern Conference finals, mm-hmm. meet up and have a competitive series because you're playing like a slow, tired Golden State team and then some a somewhat fresh-minded Boston team. Like, would that make the whole thing a little bit more competitive? I mean, I've, I've been saying for months now that I think Boston not only would have a chance against the Warriors, but I think depending on what happens with each team filling out their bench, the Celtics, like, I would almost put them at even money right now against the Warriors. I think I understand the arguments against them is that you can't necessarily bank on Tatum taking the leap that Jalen Brown did last year. You can't bank on Jalen Brown taking another major leap. We don't know what's going to happen with Marcus Smart. There's only one ball and you're going to have a lot of guys, a lot of scorers like Kyrie and Hayward and Tatum and blah, blah, blah. But you also just have a lot of versatile, switchable wings. You have Al Horford, who can switch anything on defense. And you have Kyrie, who is gives you that go-to score, like crunch time score. Mm. A guy who's proven he can hit the big shot against the Warriors in the finals. Like, I, I think he's probably one of those, like, just explosive scorers that the Warriors are genuinely afraid of. Because he can give them a taste of their own medicine. Like, he can go off for 50 with <laughs> with no warning whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think you're right that it that gives the Boston even more of an advantage, just the fact that they're most likely going to have a much easier time getting to the finals than the Warriors will. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles excludes in-store clearance uh oh we just got another signing javel mcgee is going to the los angeles lakers as well no nerlands oh yeah three times no, yeah. soon to be three-time champion javel mcgee is going to the lakers wow that's that's actually a pretty significant loss for golden state yeah he played really well in the finals He's been an advanced stats darling mm-hmm. for his tenure at Golden State. Wow. Like a PER of over 20 every year. Man. On the bright side, though, you know what that means? More minutes for Jordan Bell. That's true. Or Dwight Howard. That just cleared the way. Ooh. I like your thinking. Yeah. I like your thinking. Yep. Wow. But now the ring chasers come, Brian. Yeah, right. I guess So I guess Nerlens is probably out. On the Lakers, depend. I guess we'll see what happens with Brooke Lopez. But again, it feels like, well, you know, have to in regards, to, yeah. But in regards to to Nerlens, you know, I, I, 
I hear China is wonderful at this time of year. <laughs> He'll get one more shot. I mean, the I idea know. of him on the Thunder actually is really fun too. Like, oh, you really want to defense that team up? I, I yeah. get what you're trying to do, but like, who? who I mean, who do you want scoring the ball? Russ like is Carmelo's gonna, not going to. Russ is going to have a usage rate of forty anyway. You might as well just lean into it. Just put a bunch of really good defenders around him. What if, yeah, because a a a point guard who takes twenty seven pull up long twos a game is going to be an efficient offensive weapon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it's efficient, but I'm saying like you know what's going to happen, so you can either try to fight it and put shooters mm-hmm. around him that he's going to neglect, or you can let him take his thirty five shots a game and just play such good defense that his inefficiency. You can counteract his inefficiency by having the league's best defense. So basically, you want a repeat of the 2000-2001 Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a really good analogy. Well done. Yeah. Man. So, wow. JaVale McGee. So that's, yeah, that yeah. really is interesting. That's something that's happened. That's, yeah. Well, it's just interesting for the Warriors now. Because we talked, I, I believe, last episode or two episodes ago about... The, the prospective fit of Dwight Howard on the Warriors, and that, that sure does seem to clear the runway, unless uh, <laughs> unless we're going to get more Zaza, in which case I don't blame Kawhi for sitting out the entire 2018-19 season. Ugh. But look, at this rate, we'll have a, a Dwight signing within the next 10 minutes. Yeah, my God. These are really... I mean, we knew... We knew the dominoes were going to fall once LeBron did, and we were... We were frankly surprised that as many names went off the board as quickly as they did last night. But mm-hmm. prior to, you know, we had that slew of 15, 20 signings within the first hour or two last night. And then it's been a pretty quiet day otherwise until LeBron made his decision. We had Fred Van Vliet going back to the Raptors, uh, Glenn Robinson to the Pistons, I believe. To the Yeah. Can, can I just touch on that real quick? Yeah. So the Pacers decided... That twenty-two million for Doug McDermott oh, yeah. was apparently better over a three-year period, though. Right. Um, than paying eight point three million for Glenn Robinson over two years. Yep. What? <laughs> yep. We. <laughs> this is why Eastern Conference teams are bad, right? Yeah, I know. We we weren't a fan of the McDermott contract already last night, and I feel like over t- over time, over the coming days. We're going to grow to resent it that much more. Um, yeah. I mean, it's never going to be an Evan Turner contract, thankfully. No, but, no, no. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but this is still technically day one. So I know. In free agency. It, 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 we're less than an hour away from day two. Yeah. But we're going to look back at this free agency period and go, well, 80% of everything got done on day one. Over yeah. half a billion dollars were committed and with LeBron now coming in at 154 I think I yeah I think I saw it crossed a billion already after LeBron oh it did oh oh yeah because and you also had Eric Aaron Gordon's extension Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that sounds Mm -hmm. about right so I I think we're gonna look back at it and like day one was the big one and then eh, the rest is kind of like 
okay. Like, that's right. dedicated for the restriction free agency outside of Aaron Gordon, obviously. Like, the Zach Levine mm-hmm. and Clint Capellas and stuff like that. Jabari Parker, yeah. I mean, Philly still has... Oh, no, don't mention Jabari because you were apparently <laughs> right, you doofus. I'm the doofus. You're the... Yeah, <laughs> I'm the doofus, the but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently... I mean, there's still time. We don't know. But apparently Chicago has interest in pursuing Jabari Parker, so... Well, I'll, because I'll they love you. ACL tears. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't have enough injured players on their roster. Yeah. Hey, uh, that that ACL tear for Derrick Rose worked out so well. Let's trade for for <laughs> Zach Levine, who's had one. Oh, that worked out so good. Let's let's. You know what? Let's up the ante. Let's sign someone who's had two, but two like yeah, in both in the same knee, even yeah. oh same knee. So like, let's aggravate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Compound mistakes by mistakes. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, God man. damn it. I'm really excited for when they actually sign him to an offer sheet. We'll, we'll do another emergency podcast for that. Oh, it's... <laughs> no. I can, you know what? I have to retain some level of, of sanity for, for, for their sake. But Fair. Eh, who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It's really down to like the Sixers still have their space. It's the RFAs. They do, and then it's really it's the teams like the Atlanta, Chicago, Sacramento, the teams that you thought mm. were going to be the dumping grounds for bad salaries. But like, there are still productive players out on the market. Tyreek Evans is still hanging out there. <laughs> you know, maybe he seems like especially. I mean, I, I'm honestly grateful for the Sixers' sake, that LeBron made his decision this quickly. Um, because mm, yeah. there was the risk that, you know, I think... I uh, Yeah, so it was July 8th in 2010, which is when he had the decision. And then July 11th in 2014, when he announced his return to Cleveland. And the only re- reason I remember it's in that order is because I got married the next day. I remember being with my family... <laughs> My my mom is from Cleveland originally, so like her entire side of the family was uh, at, with me at the rehearsal dinner that night, uh, and then the news broke, and they were all very festive, obviously. So yeah, so it was you know it it went more than a week. The fact we got this on day one is great for really. It only benefits the Sixers, like no other team. I guess the Cavs can move on and like figure out if they should move into a full rebuild, but. The Sixers now can just pivot right to plan B, and they don't have to right. run the risk of J.J. Redick. I mean, at this point, it feels like a foregone conclusion that he's going to come back on another one-year balloon payment, but they don't have to run the risk of losing him you know, to another suitor because they were waiting until July 7th or July 8th for LeBron to make a decision that seemed like a foregone conclusion. Um, right. You know, it possibly this pursuit may or may not have cost them Trevor Ariza. Like he, he signed one year, 15 million with Phoenix uh, shortly after free agency opened. That seems like a deal Philly could have or should have offered had they not been in on the LeBron hunt again. I mean, a, a guy like Tyreek Evans is still floating out there. Avery Bradley too. So there are still options, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they could just move on and not have to waste a week and miss out on their plan B guys because they were waiting for a plan A that was unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. 
At Pathways Financial Credit Union, we know things come up that might require extra family funds. You could use the equity in your home to help pay for almost anything, from home improvements to a family vacation. Our home equity line of credit has rates and payments much lower than a traditional loan or credit card. Find out why Pathways is the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA. That does lead me into the next big story that is likely to unfold is the Kawhi Leonard stuff, yeah. Mort. Um, oh, yeah. How do you think this... Because we haven't talked about Kawhi Leonard enough <laughs> on this podcast. You know, when a top five player becomes available in a trade, uh, you gotta you gotta really focus on him, unfortunately. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's... You could go both sides on this, but how do you think LeBron... Committing this early to L.A., what does that do for the Spurs' leverage in these Kawhi trade talks? Oh, they love it. They love it. Here's the thing. When when the deal broke with LeBron, mm-hmm. I had a lot of people like contacting me and saying, oh, well, then, then the Kawhi thing is in the bag. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works necessarily because if San, San Antonio was in no rush. like They, they right. were in no rush to send Kawhi to the Lakers to encourage LeBron further to get there. Right. Like, that wouldn't make sense. For them, they would want LeBron to be the first domino to, fa- to fall because then they could squeeze the Lakers from, for everything they've got. Like, mm-hmm. right now, you know, R.C. Buford is, is arguing with Rob Polinka about, you know, you just got LeBron. You're definitely trying to win now because he's 33. <laughs> right. Um, we have a guy who will help you do that but we want a shit ton Mm -hmm. like don't try to sell us off with Kyle Kuzma and like nothing else and do all (laughs) day like don't that's that's not gonna fly like we want the whole shebang um so I I think it's really encouraging for for the Spurs uh right now what would be more encouraging was Kawhi coming to his goddamn senses (laughs) um but that's a story for a different day sure and and not only I think I think you're right that now the Lakers probably still have more incentive to trade for him than they did. I mean, they had incentive regardless, but having seen right. what happened with Paul George, especially, you can, you know, they, they're good. If they don't trade for him, they may be confident and say, we, you know, <laughs> we saw what happened with Paul George, but screw it. Kawhi is sending even stronger signals that he wants to come to the Lakers, and now we have LeBron effing James. So maybe he just really wants to play with LeBron, and no matter where he gets traded to, even if it isn't us, he's coming to us in a year, so it doesn't matter. That said, I mean, it's like it, it just trying to think through like the Philly and Boston angles now. On one hand, I feel like both teams have you, you could argue they have both like more and less incentive to make a deal. Like for Boston. Right. I mean, for Boston, there's a case if they trade for Kawhi Leonard, they are now final or championship favorites. If they trade Jalen Brown yeah. and whatever it takes, salary matching wise, and they don't have to give up Hayward, Kyrie, Horford, Tatum, if they can make that work, maybe include Marcus Smart in a signing trade or something, they're favorites to win the finals. If your starting five is yes, Kyrie, Horford, Tatum, Hayward, Kawhi Leonard, you're title favorites. So. Mm-hmm. From that perspective, it may be worth giving up Jalen Brown. But at the same time, now that LeBron's out of the conference, your favorites to make the finals anyway. 
So maybe you have less incentive to trade. And then same thing goes for the Sixers, who, you know, you now have a much clearer path to the conference finals. There have been reports that Kawhi would maybe consider re-signing with the Sixers next year, and the Sixers are Mm -hmm. privately confident that he would. Jabari Young of the San Antonio Express News is one who's been kind of hinting at that all day, that he has expressed a willingness to at least consider re-signing with them. So that's the the pro-Kawhi trade camp. Uh, and then also, if you're the Sixers, you may now see the Celtics being willing. Like the, it, it may turn into a bidding war between the Sixers and the Celtics. And if you're the Sixers, you may want to keep do whatever you can to keep Kawhi out of Boston because you realize mm. if he ends up there... You're effed. I get, you're right. There goes your window. So I had a thought about the whole Kawhi to Philly thing, which was discouraging if you're a Philly fan. Now, I, I know about the report that he might, you know, consider re-signing long term. But mm-hmm. can we agree right now that all reports they are kind of isolated? It's it's hearsay. Yeah. And nothing more at this point. Okay. Right. Because he, here's a pretty bleak outlook and this is just my own thinking here right now Kawhi is just so pissed off at the entire Spurs organization mm-hmm. and I kind of dread the fact that he could look at Brett Brown as some sort of extension of that because he comes mm-hmm. from the Spurs coaching tree mm-hmm. and he would just go you know what I know that if I go to Philly I'll have this guy who'll kind of give Pop and, and R.C. Buford some feedback on me whatever mm-hmm. like I don't want that Mm-hmm. I want to stay completely away from everything that you know the Spurs have their hands on, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, an entirely unreasonable perspective if he has that. Which I am not advocating that he does. I'm, this is just me speculating. Right. Um, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for a human being who has, you know, emotion. Sure. To to think that way. Um, so that's that's one thing I would I would probably take into considerations as well. Yeah. And then there was, I forget who had the report, um, but there was a report earlier that San Antonio wanted three first-round draft picks. I think it was Jordan Correct. Schultz, which, yep. no, no offense to him, but take that with a grain of salt just because it's not Woj, Shams, Mark Stein. But there was a report out that um, they wanted three first-round draft picks plus two undisclosed players. It seems like, based on Jake Fisher of Sports Illustrated, came out with the report the other day, that they've brought some packages to ownership, including Dario Saric and Robert Covington. Uh, Woj reported earlier uh, Sunday that they are keeping Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Markel Fultz as the big surprise. That they are keeping all three of those guys off limits. So if they are keeping Fultz off limits, it is going to take some serious draft compensation. I mean, it's it's really just like. It's a Mexican standoff between the Lakers, it is. the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Spurs, and it's just a matter of who blinks first. But like you can really, I mean, you can make a convincing case for all three teams that both they should, you know, empty the chamber and go all in to try to get him now, or it may be too risky between, especially for Boston and Philly, between the flight risk to L.A. We still don't know if he's healthy. We, like the, the reports have come out positively, and it sounds like he's going to be ready for training camp. But you better be damn sure that he's healthy and oh, fine. Yeah. He's not going to have a recurrence of that issue 
because you don't yeah. want another Andrew Bynum situation on your hands where you give up multiple assets for a guy who doesn't play for you, it doesn't play all that much for you, and leaves in a year. Like, that's... Right. Andrew Bynum is what started the process. And it was a five-year mm-hmm. thing to get back to the point where they can get a meeting with LeBron James. You don't want to get to that point and then immediately start over again. Well, now you have perfected the process. So <laughs> imagine. True. Maybe it'd be a three-year process next time. Yeah. Sam Hankey yeah. gets re That's no, true. They have you... a vacancy. They can rehire Sam Hankey. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I mean, we we just fixed the Sixers, even though they didn't need fixing. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. Um, it, this is such a tricky situation because you have, like I said before, you have emotions going into this as well, mm-hmm. regardless of if they're warranted or not. Mm-hmm. Like players will make emotional decisions. That's human nature. That's fine. Um, you, you, what you have to wonder is: is the Lakers are they going to be the best fit for? For Kawhi, because it mm. seemed to me that during his last fully healthy season, he was playing more on the ball than he was ever before. He was initiating pick and roll offense, like he mm-hmm. was doing a hell of a lot more with the ball, and really getting accustomed to that role. Now, if he goes to the Lakers, you know he'll have LeBron, he'll have Lonzo Ball. I don't think he's just this glorified three and D guy who'll just right. be satisfied with spotting up. Like I know he doesn't complain a lot normally at least but at least in Philly and I get that there's a Ben Simmons and there is a Markel Fultz but I don't look at those guys as being as ball dominant as Lonzo and LeBron would be yeah or I mean especially if you and you have like Julius Randle there as well yeah that's true I mean Ben probably is as ball dominant but Fultz can definitely assuming he relearns how to shoot which sounds like he may or may not be this summer he would He'd be able to play more right. off the ball than I think. At least he'd be more willing to than LeBron or Lonzo. I agree with you there. Right. And Kawhi would come in on uh, on the Sixers, and this is no offense to Joel Embiid, but he would be the best player on the team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. Right. It's, right. it's Where, not yeah. That's not a slight to Embiid. Like, Embiid's going to be a top-ten player, but Kawhi is... Well, tell, top- tell your, your fan base Twitter that, because... Yeah. There yeah. are some takes out there, my friend. Uh, I I should... It's probably... We should have said this at the top of the episode, but I think between Lakers fans' reaction to the Paul George signing last night, to him staying in OKC, I saw some really, truly... Just, like, really dumb shit from them. Like, just saying that, like, Paul George is, like, not intelligent because he just doesn't understand how contracts work. Or, like, he's, you know, he's, he's a... Insert feminine slur here uh because he doesn't want to yeah win. that was weird yeah but like yeah. and then i'm sure that like philly fans i have no doubt right now i'm not looking at twitter but i'm sure there's that same sentiment about lebron right now because you could make mm-hmm. you can make a lot of the same arguments that lebron chose a a place that is a worse short-term championship uh contender than philly would have been that's perfectly reasonable yeah we should we should not care. Like NBA fans, right. I understand why <clears throat> you're upset that your this player did not choose your favorite team. But like we have to remember these guys have lives outside of basketball. Like LeBron hinted at the his uh press conference after game 4 of the finals. He said his family was going to weigh in on his decision much more this time than last time. 
He, his family clearly wanted to move to L.A. He wouldn't have signed a four-year deal if his family did not want to settle in L.A. He has a kid in eighth grade. He wants to let his kid, like, go to one high school. He's probably going to go to Sierra Canyon High School, like Gary Payton said. And he's going to get to flourish mm-hmm. there because he's going to get to play with the kids of a couple other really good NBA players. And he's going to, you know, he has his own kid's future career to think about now, which he didn't necessarily have earlier in his career when his kid was like what nine and five the last few times he made his decision and the same goes for paul george like if paul george is happy to stay in okc and he's happy to play next to russell westbrook none of us should be questioning these guys like we shouldn't question their right. motivations like we shouldn't say right. they don't want to win a ring because they chose okc or because they chose the lakers like it no. i mean right. even even if it's true that they chose a potentially worse short-term fit or short-term championship contender. It's their lives. Who gives a shit? Let them do what they want to do. Like, if someone offered me three times as much money to move to New York, I wouldn't do it because I hate New York and I would never move there. And someone would say, I'm an idiot and I don't understand money. But, like, I factor in other things in my life. I don't enjoy New York. I enjoy driving. I have a dog who is very noise anxious. I wouldn't do it. So if... Paul George wants to stay at OKC, or LeBron wants to go to LA to like appease his family. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yep. Yeah. Personal motivation factors in because one's motivation can differ from others, and obviously so. Uh, I would agree. Uh, I will say this though: there are certain situations where you look at it and you just go, "Well, that was odd." Where none of the <laughs> the parameters really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and I don't want to criticize players for that, but it's fine to say, you know, I don't understand what he's doing. Right. But to go to the levels of rants that we've seen, um, yes, and, and we have to be honest here, it has been from the vast majority Lakers fans today mm-hmm. um, regarding Paul George. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like a lot of them had ownership, felt ownership uh, in, in regards to, to Paul, which was very weird because he was never theirs in the first place. Right. Um, yeah, so that was unfortunate, and I, I'm just hoping, because your fan base can have some wild days, Yeah, you know, RT, RT Armageddon, um, <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. Just, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just all be civil people. Right. I mean, that's, knock, that's really my, my key point in all this. Knock on wood, I haven't seen as much of it from Sixers Twitter about LeBron that I did from Lakers Twitter about Paul George at least from right. the main people. So I, I hope we can keep punching high. And, I, you know, I, yep. if, if Joel Embiid posts a picture of him dunking on LeBron later, that's fine and that's going to be funny. But, yeah, I, I don't think... And, and this is like yeah, a warning. Don't attack people. Right, this is a warning for, especially going back to Lakers fans, for Kawhi Leonard next year. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't go to the Lakers next year, I don't want to hear how he's not a winner and how he's like... You know, again, mm-hmm. insert any slur you want. Like, it it was really, the vitriol was out of control today. And it was, like, it, it's funny to see it, to see these Lakers fans melting down. But, like, at the same time, it's really shitty from a human perspective. Because these guys, oh yeah, I mean, they're still people. Like They have families just, who are online. Right. They're not just, like, assets in a video game. Like, they have families, they're people, they have feelings. Like, we mm. we need to be better just just be better 
Shout out to Cleveland fans because yeah. I have not seen like big reactions to LeBron leaving them again. Right. I think they just like, knew. I, yeah. Like they maybe they just took like a defeatist attitude towards it. Yeah. Like, just like okay. Right. I but think... I did not see virtually anything. Yeah, I haven't either. I think the 2010, I think, just caught them by surprise so much. And then this time, right. the writing was just so on the wall. He won the ring in 2016. Like, Oh, yeah, bought some goodwill. Yeah, yeah I mean, you right. can't... If you're a Cleveland fan, you cannot be mad at him for making this decision. And based on... I have a feeling Ramona Shelburne's going to drop like a 3,000-word article in the morning about all the factors that went into this. But I've seen some notes already... I think it was from her, or maybe it was from um, Tania Gangali of the Los Angeles Times about how LeBron met with Magic Johnson and his agent Rich Paul in his home last night right after midnight, or yep. I guess 9 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and one of the driving factors was LeBron respects Magic's acumen as a businessman. Obviously, he's built himself an empire in L.A., but also right. in terms of social justice, which I thought was really interesting because LeBron has been very outspoken um, on that front. I mean, especially in recent years. And it's been one of the biggest contrasts between him and Michael Jordan that we've, you know, MJ had his this is true. Republicans yep. buy shoes. And then LeBron's done his, like, the Trayvon Martin thing. I mean, he's been mm. very vocal. <laughs> his you bum to Donald Trump. Like, he's been very vocal about issues he feels strongly about and i think that bodes well not only for himself and just for social justice causes as a whole but also for the nba like it seems like it's going to if you have the lakers owner and the lakers star player now being able to be vocal about these causes compare that to the nfl where colin kaepernick still remains blackballed because he took a knee to protest police brutality Yep. Like I, I just yep. think it, it bodes well for the health of the NBA, and it's going to make the NBA look that much better. Yeah, I mean, LeBron is now on the most famous franchise in the league, mm-hmm. and he's the most famous player. That's just going to increase his platform. I know that we have this saying of, well, if you're big enough, the market is going to find you, right? or, or the media is going to find you even if you're in a small market. I, that's true. But this is LA, man. Yeah, this is gonna be a <laughs> this zoo. Is, yeah, this is gonna be a whole different ball game. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no pun intended with the point guard. <laughs> right. This game his, is gonna have to change as well. Yeah. Oh, like okay. So let's just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. We have we now have a team with LeBron, Javale. Lance oh Stevenson. God. Oh my and God. Lamar Ball <laughs> in is involved. This is. I mean, Ooh. yeah. That, this that could was, go pretty south when you go. look at it. I guess that's the benefit of signing all these guys to one-year deals. So if it does go south, there's mm-hmm. not there's minimal risk involved since LeBron signed long term. But yeah, yeah. This, it, but it, since LeBron has a capital B, should we just go three Bs instead for a big baller <laughs> brand? So it's like LeBron, right? <laughs> And does LeBron now wield his power and get LiAngelo Ball on the team? And and then his son. Yeah, Bronny like, Jr. Yeah, this... Look, 
here. I yeah. mean, LeBron Jr., LaMelo, LiAngelo, Lonzo. Like, this is <laughs> this is a conspiracy right here. Right. Yeah. LeVar is going to come back into the NBA. He's going to be like a 55-year-old washed guy at the oh, end Well, of the obviously. Bench. I mean, he could, he could beat Michael Jordan, remember? Right. Yeah. He's going to be there, Kendrick yeah. Perkins. Just their enforcer on the bench to trip people. Oh God! <laughs> um, I will. I will say this: uh, there are a couple Danish fans who are, who are Lakers fans. I, oh, I, yeah. I as soon as as soon as the uh, the news broke, uh, I shared it on you know the social platforms here in Denmark as well. And there are a couple guys who wrote me like, "What the hell just happened? Like, <laughs> why? Why would he go here? Like these are Lakers fans." Who are saying to me? Oh, interesting. Why would Lebr- why would LeBron go here? Like, I, n- n- like they were happy about it, but like, sure. why would he with with LeBar here being around? Like, yeah. why would he go into this circus? Like, right. th- and that was really eye opening to me. Like, even Lakers fans were like, I don't understand. I don't comprehend why a great <laughs> player would come here because of LeBar Ball. I was like, you, okay, that's yeah. yeah. You do have to wonder how long Lonzo is going to be in town. Like yeah, I, I mean, yep. and our our friend Mo Dockle had a really good post about how um, how Lonzo it could be kind of the perfect point guard to play next to LeBron, but as we talked about a few episodes ago, it's just the circus with his father. Wouldn't totally shock me if they used him in a trade to say acquire Kemba Walker, who's also mm-hmm. on a one year deal and could come off the books next summer if they're. Kawhi pursuits ramp up or they could trade you know they could make both deals work they could trade Lonzo plus I think I think Lonzo plus Zubac if I remember correctly would be just enough to make the salary work and they'd still have Ingram Kuzma Hart whatever picks you could um right to go get Kawhi and trade for him as well so yeah the Lakers are gonna have options yeah and I, I mean again it goes back to like just because the team is not assembled in full yet, there's a long time between now and February. I, it would not shock me at all to see some star added to this team. Kemba seems like a very logical option, just given the, you know, I don't think they go after like a DeMar DeRozan or a CJ McCollum who's got multiple years left on his deal. I think they want, if they're not going to acquire Kawhi via trade, they're going to want to keep... Mm. However much thirty seven million, or I guess it'll be thirty two for him. Uh, yeah. I'll keep that that amount of cap space earmarked for him next summer. So, yeah, about that. Should we also be kind of thankful that LeBron went to L A. When you look at like the state of the city, because if Lakers fans had gotten like DeMar DeRozan and, and like <laughs> Duck McDermott in oh. free agency or something like that, yeah, like would they have rioted? I'm pretty sure they would have. I mean, they would have had a log off Twitter for a... <laughs> till yeah. till they got Kawhi next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I think we're fortunate because, yeah, hey, you got the the best player in the game right now. Yeah, that that goes away. Yeah, right. Um, but it... to to actually answer your your initial question forty minutes ago, <laughs> no, I don't think they make the finals. Yeah, I I mean we'll see what happens, but. As currently assembled, I I don't I think it, the Warriors beat them in five. I, mean, I don't think this team is yeah that much more competitive than the Cavs last year. We'll see. Right? Maybe, maybe oh, uh, they're better at least. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Talent level is better. Yeah. Right, but like not to the point that they're gonna 
even out against the Warriors. Right. Oh, that 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 has to feel good for LeBron though as well. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I get that it would suck not making the finals, but come on, mm-hmm. like eight trips in a row I or know. whatever. Yeah, I was. Like, he's tired. <laughs> That's I've been joking. Like we, everyone has slandered his finals record so much. He was just like, "All right, screw you guys. I'm not. I'm gonna make the finals this year. You can't hold it <laughs> against me if I get knocked out in the second round." <laughs> but like, could you just imagine how much that would do for his longevity and his body mm. as well? Yeah. Just maybe if you shave a month or maybe a month and a half off his season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that does a lot. And. I hope, Luke Walton, if you're listening, you're probably not. You're probably drinking some sort of champagne and or tequila right now. But please don't play LeBron 38 minutes a game next season. Please, please, oh, God, like, no. bring him back down to 34, 35. Like, keep him a little bit fresher. Because you've got him for four years. Yep. You don't want him to be damaged goods by the end of that. And and let Julius Randle handle the ball more. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. And even, hey, even Brendan Ingram. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just play LeBron like 32 minutes. It's fine. Yeah. Especially. Regular season doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Right. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Um, any final thoughts on LeBron and the Lakers, or should we touch briefly touch on the other somewhat notable signings? I think today? I think we should touch on the others because uh, I mean I'm I'm a sad panda right now, Brian. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll just do yeah. Aaron Aaron Gordon, four years, eighty four million, resigning with the Magic. I'm, that was great value. Yeah, I'm I pleasantly mean, surprised. Uh, Orlando did something well. I'm kind of surprised. Right. Um, I thought it was a typo initially. I was waiting for. Oh no, that's not eighty four. It's probably ninety four or something. But right. no, no, yeah. that was fine. Um, but the one that hurt Brian. Reason I'm sad. Mario Hisonia. Yeah, I like it. One. So we I, thought. I, I like it too. Yeah, Woj initially tweeted the Blazers signed him to a one year yes. six point five million dollar deal, and yes, I was like, wait, did. They, they did what? Because. That would have hard capped them. It would have really complicated their chances of re-signing Yusuf Nurkic. But then he corrected himself. Hazonia is actually going to the Knicks on a one-year, yeah. six-point-five million-dollar deal. And he got me. He got me because, <laughs> to my to my in my defense, it was three in the damn morning. Sure. So I didn't really have the cap minutia mm-hmm. for the Portland Trailblazers specifically in my head. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is excellent. They really needed a talent infusion, especially at the three spot. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Knicks. Oh, oh, so he'll play with Porzingis for like half a year and then bolt. Okay, that's, hmm, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't know. I like it just because it'll give him a chance to rehab his value, especially since Zinger will be out. Right. For some, if not all, of the season, and they're going to need, let's just say, Tim Hardaway Jr. can't do it all by himself, and like Kevin Knox, Courtney Lee, Moody, Trey Burke, Frankie Smokes, like he'll have a chance to really prove that he whatever happened in Orlando wasn't reflective of who he is as an NBA player, mm-hmm. 
And agreed. I'm glad for the Knicks. Uh, I should have a piece probably going out tomorrow morning about you know I, I expected them to do these one year deals because there is an avenue for them to carve out a max slot next season if they don't sign Kristaps Porzingis to an extension this summer, which I do not expect them to do. I would think they will explain that to him and say, we can get you a superstar sidekick if you just wait one summer. Uh, just hold off yeah. and we'll go after Kyrie or we'll go after KD or we'll go after Kawhi next summer and see where the chips fall. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this this upcoming season for the Knicks, it doesn't matter. That's the nicest way I could say it. The only thing that matters <laughs> is getting Christoph Porzingis healthy for 2019-2020. If he, if he hits the finish line at the end of the regular season and he is on track to be healthy for training camp, the season's a success. The rest of it should be just be spent tanking. It doesn't well, like, doesn't I matter. mean, look, if we have to be completely honest about it with regarding the Knicks, nothing matters until the team is being sold. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, then fine. Porzingis is back. That's great for him, but right. he's not going to have the right supporting cast because they're going to mess it up, obviously. True. And there were there were so, rumors that leaked the other day that they were considering selling the Knicks, but that turned out to be false. I'm but, so sad for Knicks fans. I know. They, they had like yeah. a good three hours of hope. Yeah, they had, and they were really vocal about it. Like they, like, I saw so many wonderful pictures, like people posted on Twitter, like this, the skies, like gifs, just the sky opening and the sun shining down, like, like oh, we can see light again. Like, oh, I won't have to live in toxic waste anymore. Like it was just great, and then oh, afterwards the cloud just yeah. back again because yeah. that was just. No, no, yeah. James Dolan will keep roaming the hallways, offering out his goddamn CD to free agents. That's... <laughs> I wonder if that's what sold his Sonia. Probably. Like, yeah, it wasn't the like six and a half million dollars. Right. Like, no, screw the screw the money. Like, oh, you said your city looks sounds lovely. I'll sign here. Sounds great. Yeah. That's very good. Can you play me music in the locker room before games? <laughs> that was probably what did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, who else? Oh, well, Portland did do something today. They signed a guy who's big, what is it, shoots like Steph and is big like Clay? Nick Stauskas, the one and only, mm-hmm. coming to Portland on a mm-hmm. one-year minimum deal. Nick Rooks. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all the analysis you need for that one. Uh, and <sighs> the Raptors yeah. brought Fred Van Vliet back, two years, $18 million. Love that move for them. Mm-hmm. Low risk. So I actually have, I have a question for you, but okay. that's we actually talked about him uh, on our previous podcast. Joe mm-hmm. Green, uh, Houston, oh, ret- yeah. returning for one year, two point four million. Yep. Just bear with me. Okay. I know Zach Levine has more potential, but oh, who's man. the better player? Oh man! Right now, right now. I still think it's Zach Levine, even though you right, hate right, him. but the margin, yeah, but the margin, right, right, right. Well, you should be happy about this Aaron Gordon deal, because that took away some of Levine's leverage. If Le- if Gordon doesn't get a max, and Gordon is a considerably better player than Zach Levine, yeah, and Zach Levine LOL'd at four years sixty, and Aaron Gordon just got four years eighty four. That that window is now. Oh yeah, yeah, no. like it, it. It is. It was just a fun little note because I was just looking at Green's statistical profile. I was looking. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was looking at him up on people uh, basketball reference, mm-hmm. 
and I I just kind of looked at it and I remembered like his playing style. I was like, wait a second, there's something very reminiscent about this. <laughs> and then I just kind of compared their their stats. I was like, all right, Gerald Green is essentially just a 32 year old version of Zach Levine, who's aged a little bit. Oh man, those two are extremely close in like production. Right. <laughs> which is, right. Uh, which is saying something i love i'm so here for just a summer of zach levine slander from you this is great oh i can't wait until philly just signs him because they need to reuse their cap space Uh, luckily you can't sign a restricted free agent you have to sign them to a contract with at least two years not including option years which is why the rumor of them being interested in jabari parker is most likely bullshit not counting the fact they have a million forwards and don't need Jabari Parker if they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Darius Arich because Parker can't play the three. Uh, but I think but that's... they do need it too. Yeah, they're not, they're not blowing their load on Zach Levine. I hope. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to delete this podcast if I'm wrong because I don't want to throw it <laughs> back in my face. But I think they're going to they're gonna roll over their cap space for next summer. They'll just sign... The one-year deals, and then they're gonna go. They're gonna go after my heart, and they're gonna go right for Chris Middleton. That's that's my my one yeah. true hope. If they don't go after Kawhi, or if they don't get him this summer, and he goes to the Lakers next year, they're gonna throw a full max at Chris Middleton, and the Bucks are gonna the Bucks would probably match it. But at mm-hmm. least I'll have I've got twelve months to hope for Chris Middleton on the Sixers because goddamn would he be a perfect fit. I love how we're basically throwing Zach Levine, you know, to each other and none of us really want <laughs> yeah, him. Right. Like, and this no, guy's going to get like him. 70 million or something. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> that should just tell you how dumb that contract is going to be, like, automatically. Right. Like, whoever gets him, whether it's the Kings or the Hogs or the Bulls, like, regardless, if he's getting like 70 million, it's just like, no, that's so bad. Yeah. So it, bad. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, He's probably getting signed within ten minutes of this podcast. Obviously, yeah, that's, right. that's how it works. Naturally, yep. That's that's how free agents are. Uh, oh, oh and we, we just had a report here. Yeah, yeah this is Devin Booker uh, is debating a contract rookie or rookie, uh, rookie extension, extension contract yeah. with that, that Robert Sarver and Ryan McDonough. One more thing before we go: Is it weird that yes. Carl Anthony Towns has not agreed to a five-year max deal? It, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves, so no. I, I mean, he but like, probably... Yeah. Most, I just most of those guys, like Anthony Davis, when his when he was up for that extension, he signed it, the, right. like, they had a party for him. Like, the first second he became eligible, they gave him the five-year max. They were at, like, a sushi mm-hmm. restaurant, I think, and they, you know, they they wild out. It. It's That's deep. because they know how to have fun. This is tips. Like <laughs> the way he celebrates, is like go down and give me twenty. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I really hope they're not screwing with him and like trying to lowball him and not give him the max. Because defensive concerns aside, if you gave Andrew Wiggins the max, you absolutely have to give Carl Anthony Towns the max. It's just it might be overblown panic. I mean, it is only day one, but. It just strikes me as strange that he's the type of guy who I would have expected to be a day one signing. Right. I, yeah, I know. I mean, Wiggins took months to sign his last season, so you're right. It could just be 
Well, I he mean, wasn't a slam dunk. Like that's right. your point. Your point right. is Towns is a slam dunk, and, yeah, and Towns it should is, be. Towns is a Davis. Exactly, but maybe, maybe it's Towns pushing a little bit back mm. because he's looking at it. Because he, he doesn't really like to play with Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. and Butler doesn't really like to play with Andrew Wiggins. Like th- there is a, a triangle there that doesn't really work, mm-hmm. and the the coaching staff isn't really high on Towns or Wiggins in terms of their their work ethic. So maybe Towns is just looking at the big picture and going, you know what, this has all the markings of a pretty shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, not trying to to you know put some fire on it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe Glenn Taylor just wants to sit down and meet with him and make sure he's going to be dedicated to improving. Before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the the will you please promise me to get better if I pay you a hundred and fifty million dollar conversation? Yeah. Right. It worked yeah. so well the last time that he did it. He's it got to go really worked well. Yeah. When, it, when if I ever open up my own company, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw insane amount of money out to to newly hired people and go. Do you promise to, to yeah. <laughs> make an effort? Yeah, right. that's because that's how you function. Yeah. 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 Uh, all oh, right. God. Well, it's it's six a.m. Brian. Yeah. I need I need you. I really need to 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 not pass out here. Yes. So we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back later this week once we have some more big signings to discuss. Uh, July moratorium lifts on Friday, so nothing will become official until then. But. We'll right. just play it by ear, and if there are any notable ones, we—I mean, we—we we were planning an emergency podcast whenever LeBron happens, so here it is. Uh, but in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at Almighty Casts. Until next time, I'm Brian Tapork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. Get some sleep. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I, I will. I'm so tired, I don't even have a quippy comeback for once. <laughs> blame LeBron. Blame LeBron. I'll always blame LeBron for this night. It's horrible. <laughs> Take care, man. You too. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi oh! This next one's for you two. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.